the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me, producer Noah, at the beginning of yet another Pro-America Report and the beginning to another week of broadcasting right here at The Answer. Ed asked me to check out and to deliver the what you need to know for the day. Happy to do so as always. And just for the main reason alone, if I say no, there may not be another edition of Noah Says. So let's get that right out of the bag. But happy to bring off the show to you today. I'll tell you what's coming up on the show. Ed has a couple of tremendous guests. And then I'm going to get to two tremendous people. One that I actually, they're not on the show, but I'm going to be talking about them before we get to Ed's great interviews. One of them I had on my very own show this past weekend on The Answer, specifically in San Diego. And the other one I produce for on The Answer San Diego. I also have had him as a guest on my own show across the county. And I want to point out his nonprofit organization to you because it is one that makes a tremendous amount of difference in a society that has given all kinds of challenges to our youth. They need every tool they can get, if you ask me. So let's get to the guests. I'll tell you what's coming up on today's show. Steve Bias. That's right. He's going to be joining us in the second segment of the show today. Author of History's Greatest Libels, A Challenge to Some of the Great Lies of History. That's just fascinating. Because we all know the most effective way to destroy anybody is to deny and to obliterate what they believe about history. Kind of sounds like that's what they're trying to do in today's day and age with our educational system. So this was a book back in 2015 by Steve Bias. I think it's now tremendously more important than ever before. And we didn't get the message then, I don't think, but I think we're getting it now. And then in segment three, James Reston Jr., He's author of The 19th Hijacker, a novel of 9-11, something that I think that you should check out. Well, let's get to today's show because, quite frankly, okay, back to James Reston for a second. 9-11, I really feel some have gotten away from what actually happened on that day and how horrific it was. We have to make sure that no one ever forgets what happened on 9-11. I will never forget the unity between just about every walk of life months after, I would say, probably about a year after 9-11. And that kind of dissolved and went away. We need to get back to that. But this is some more great insight about that particular day of history. The 19th Hijacker, a novel of 9-11. James Reston Jr. joining us on the show today. Well, back to the Pro-America Report and what is at hand before we get to those tremendous interviews. And I'm going to bring up, first of all, 
my guest this last weekend on my very own show across the county, Joe Camp. Now he raises horses. I've called it a simplistic way of life. Joe kind of disagrees with me. We kind of chuckle because that's a lot of hard work. It's what God would have him do with his life. And he just has so many tremendous stories to tell. And if you go to actually the website where my podcast, my radio show is hosted at kprz.com or the answer san diego.com, you can hear my last chat with Joe. We talked about what he's been doing since the pandemic started over a year and a half ago. And also a little bit about how God directed him here every step of the way. And even when he was producing and directing and writing movies. Yeah, Benji, you know the beloved dog. Well, he did that all on his own. God did not want him to go the route of the Hollywood studios. Matter of fact, they turned him away each and every time. But that was so God could get him to where he needed to be and needed to be today. And he's got a tremendous book that is called God Only Knows. Can you trust him with the secret? We go over that in the interview and we talk about so many other great things, including a keynote address that he gave. Dare to dream. Something that I think the youth of America were with everything going on. Having them, it's not as easy to dare to dream anymore, is it? We have to continue to encourage them. Joe Camp does. Our teachers do. And as parents, we should do that as well. So check out more about Joe Camp. You can go to thesoulofahorse.com, thesoulofahorse.com. Check out my latest podcast, radio show with Joe, the answer, San Diego.com. What I'd like to get to today as the main focus is a tremendous nonprofit. And I'm talking about the J.C. Cooley Foundation Options and Opportunities, the Choice Program, and where their tagline is equipping the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. He's also author of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet. And I produce his show, It's Your Life, right here on The Answer San Diego, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Time. And he has done so much for the youth of America. James and the J.C. Cooley Foundation are laser-focused on providing life skills and mentoring the youth. And by youth, I'm talking about middle school and high school young adults because that's where they're at that age, where they can go in any direction they want. And sometimes it's that life adversity, sometimes those challenges at that age that we've all faced that sometimes give them a little bit too much to bear and we've all been there and james is all about dreaming big thinking big and being big that's what he always says that dream big think big and be big and that's where this program the options and opportunities the choice program oocp go to cooleyfoundation.org cooleyfoundation.org tremendous nonprofit again and he goes out to these youth to speak to them about this and about how they can overcome the adversity because it makes them who they are today for the challenges again that they face tomorrow. You know, James always says that life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. And it's very true. 
even as we enter the adult years. It's a whole nother cycle, a whole nother phase, and a whole nother stage. And if we can get past that and move and flow through those stages, it's really all dependent on how we're built up as the youth of America and how we are taught to overcome adversity so we can ignore or we can embrace those challenges. That's really the the crux of it all. And James will tell you to embrace it. And it's through mentorship and the circle that you keep and the love of the Lord, like James and I both share and Ed shares, that you can overcome and through inspiration, take on these life challenges. So again, I want you to check out the J.C. Cooley Foundation. I can't think of a better nonprofit to talk about on the Pro-America Report today. And if you want to find out a little bit more, go to CooleyFoundation.org. Again, that's CooleyFoundation.org. Or listen to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. It's It's Your Life Radio. Because a lot of what I've been talking about with the Cooley Foundation is the backbone of that radio show. And again, you can find that 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time on The Answer San Diego, the James Cooley Show. It's your life. So there you go. Two tremendous people. I'm talking about James J.C. Cooley and Joe Camp. Either way, go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com and you can find out all about them and the different podcasts as well that I have had with both of them and radio shows as well. Time to get to our agenda for the day right here. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. Steve Bias after the break, followed by James Reston Jr. ProAmericaReport.com. Ed Martin is going to be with you in just a moment. I've been sitting in on the What You Need to Know segment. Hopefully you found that very informational and something that you can use, not just inspiring yourself, but inspiring your kids as well. Noah here in the ProAmerica Report. More coming up. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. And uh, our old friend, I had him on the show a few times, probably a while ago now, is uh, Steve Bias. He's a professor out in Oklahoma. He writes all over the place. But here's where I uh, am with him. I bought his book. His book is called History's Greatest Libels, A Challenge to Some of the Great Lies of History. And I bought it, Steve, on my Kindle. And every time I'm on my Kindle, which is pretty frequently now, I will fl- flip through, and I, when I, especially when I travel on a plane, I'll flip through books that I've got in there, and I'll end up back in this book. It's a great, it's a great useful read. So welcome back, Steve. How are you? I'm very good. I, I'm doing just fine. So one of the things you write, write in the book is, you, or you quote George Orwell, and he said the most effective, Orwell said, or wrote, I guess, the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. So here we are, where uh, we're watching history be, being rewritten. But I want to try something else and ask you about this. When you see, um, like, Joe Biden is trying to say everything is somebody else's fault, and you actually watch the media go into a full swing and say basically, oh, yeah, that's right, that's the truth here, is that, you know, there's nothing anybody could do, this is the way it was, and they're just lying about it. And I guess my point here is, is there anything that we're not lied to about? I mean, it really is history just the lie written by the winner. Well, it's, uh, I guess you could put it, that's one way of putting it. Uh, I guess those who uh, control the narrative uh, uh 
you want to call them the winners, uh, they tend to uh, <laughs> write their version yeah. of history. And I guess it's uh, in, in my book, I was just uh, attempting to uh, give a little bit of a counter uh, to to that and several of mm-hmm. the different cases that are cited. That's about all we can do. Right, right. Well, again, we're talking with Steve Bias, a professor and author. And uh, so I wanted to get you one of these because I, I don't know if you saw the Republican, some Republican. I love these groups that call themselves Republican, and maybe they are, but the Republican Accountability Project or something put out a new, the new McCarthy. The new McCarthy is the Joe McCarthy of the past. He was this terrible, terrible person. The new one is Kevin McCarthy, and who is now defending insurrectionists. Here's my thing, and you go into this in the book. Joe McCarthy basically said, and correct me, you go into it in more detail, he basically said there's lots of people that are communists or communist sympathizers in the government, and that was turned out to be true. We, we know that, especially after the fall of the Soviet Empire, uh, the Soviet Union, we, the Soviet, uh, a bunch of their records were released, and there was even more than McCarthy said. And yet, you're, you talk about this, say, Joe McCarthy smeared innocent people is the, is the libel that they say. Walk us through that one. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? Well, I, uh, I guess uh, the people who say that, I think they're either just uh, uninformed or they're parroting what they've heard. And he, right. uh, as far as marrying innocent people, uh, uh, innocent of what? You know, uh, they his concern was people who were loyal to a foreign power, a hostile foreign power, the Soviet Union, were working in sensitive positions in the United States government. And that was really the narrow focus of his crusade, if you will. Uh, he wasn't trying to get rid of people in Hollywood, or uh, that was not his uh, his drive. And uh, but uh, but so uh, yeah, to have be a new McCarthy, there had to be an old McCarthy by their definition. <laughs> and this is a battle that yeah, uh, we I've heard, you know a lot of conservatives don't want to make this battle, and I think that's why the liberals win a lot is because we're not prepared to battle old battles like they are. Well, and and you know uh, the uh, the thing about uh, Joe McCarthy is it's it becomes I mean even the phrase McCarthyism is supposed to be a negative when I tell people all the time if we had a Joe McCarthy and, and you know maybe and this is I'm sure he'd get mad at it. they don't like this if you say it because it's been so corrupted the language but you know Josh Hawley's played a little bit of a Joe McCarthy role on China I mean how, how, what what Joe McCarthy said was what's going on in government who are all these people that may or may not be uh, 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 you know um, uh, for America turns out he was right and right now in America. We've got literally, you know, uh, um, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Chinese nationals working in government. By the way, the, the newer book in 2009, it was Stan Evans, the famous Stan Evans, the late great M. Stan Evans, who wrote a book called Blacklisted by History, the untold story of Senator Joe McCarthy and his fight against America's ex- enemies. And that really was, to me, that was the, it should have been the end of the story. I mean, when you see that laid out, you just know it's, um, it's over. But back to my point. Why, if we're not willing to defend McCarthy, we're, you know, we're, we're, well, this is what they did to McCarthy. They, they, they put him into, you know, they silenced him by beating him upside the head, at least in terms of his reputation. Same thing they're doing with uh, China. Because why aren't we having a conversation about the Chinese infiltration of America? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, it, it's a continuing battle, you know, that, uh, it, it's not like, uh, uh, well, I guess one thing, a lot of times people won't fight these battles of the past. There's always a new battle that has to be fought. But one thing we can learn 
is the problem back then was the Soviet Union. Now the problem is uh, Red China, and uh, it uh, it is a big problem. And uh, so you know, so if when you, you say McCarthy was wrong, then it uh, it probably causes other people to be scared to say anything because that's how they're going to be right. portrayed in history. Yeah, exactly right. We're talking again with Steve Steve Bias and uh, his book. I'll put it up on social media. Um, Steve, so when you watch, um, when you want, and you wrote compiling the book, you went looking back. You know, even look back to President Polk, and you're looking at at these these instances where what is portrayed as the as the um, the truth and conventional wisdom is just a lie. You call it libels. Um, it has the narrative machine accelerated in its lies i mean at this point are we seeing on you know almost feels like every other day we're getting uh you know um the january 6th is a, it seems to me that ja- the 2020 election you know we're, we're watching the narrative machine jam truths into the american uh consciousness at a pace that was seems unlike it was in the past i think it's a much worse problem today because back in the 1950s you had conservative newspapers uh you had uh, of course the chicago tribune was conservative the new hampshire union leader um you know our daily oklahoman here but they're all liberal now all these newspapers have gone liberal and, and so back then you had people read newspapers and so they kind of countered a lot of this other stuff but uh, that doesn't really exist anymore you don't have these daily great daily newspapers uh, countering anything at all today. So I think well, and so problem. what do you? Do, yeah, what do you think? What do you? What do you recommend people do other than buy your book and read your book? It's a good example, but in more, more, uh, you know, generally, um, you know, you, you've taught in universities, a couple different universities. I mean, the universities have gone down the hopper too. I mean, there's only a handful that I would say, you know, seem to be. Uh, so, how do people handle it? What, what do you recommend? Well, uh, on an individual basis, they can uh, they could write letters to the editor. Uh, they can get mm-hmm. their friends to write letters to the editor, you know, kind of organizing, I would call committees of correspondence, so to speak, like they did back before the War for Independence. Uh, you know, you have a group of friends, and they're all doing this. They're writing uh, letters to the editor. That would help. That would be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just uh, right. and, and challenge these things and challenge every time you hear it, you know, Facebook uh, and, and all that. Uh, I don't think they're going to take down uh, like for example anything about McCarthy anymore because most of those uh, I would say a lot of those Facebook fact checkers uh, they're, they're, they're ignorant they probably don't even know who Joe McCarthy was you know so they're probably right. not going to do anything on that for example now today uh, it's uh, you know uh, they're ready you know to challenge anything but you need to get organized and get together with other people you know, to do these things, you can't be the lone ranger and stop it. You know, like uh, See, we're talking about again. Uh, Go ahead. You Keep know, going. like organizations like your organization and and others uh, are ones that uh, you know strength in numbers and, uh, mm-hmm. and action, taking action, beginning educated and taking action. Those are the two things. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It's kind of stunning when you watch. I think it was out at. Uh, out of one of these big conferences, like the Aspen Institute had an, a, a conference on ideas and the Facebook oversight board. So this is like the Supreme Court of Facebook said, yeah, but we're totally separate from the fact checkers. That's a separate division of Facebook. And you say to yourself, look, 
it's clear that these guys all have an agenda, an ideo- ideological agenda. I mean, it's, not, it's as clear as can be. And yet, it's almost uh, like oxygen, as much uh, you know, the social media has as fast as they have gotten in there. So I think you got more books to write. Steve, i got to run. It's Steve Bias. Again, his book I'll put up on social media. Uh, really helpful, really interesting perspective on what I call the media, uh, excuse me, the narrative machine. So thanks for the time, Steve. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Okay, we'll take a break, everybody, and be right back. It's Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. You know I have uh, talked before to James Reston Jr. about his book, The 19th Hijacker. And uh, The 19th Hijacker uh, is uh, set. It's a sort of, well, it's a novel, but it's based on a lot of history and a lot of uh, uh, information that the 9-11 Commission and others had put together. And, of course, I, I, I actually got James Reston Jr., on the calendar thinking, well, it'd be good before 9-11 because it'd talk about the book and all. Uh, and then, of course, everything that's happened in the last uh, few days in Afghanistan brings a lot of this to top of mind. So, first of all, James Reston Jr., welcome back to the program. How are you? Delighted to be here. You you know, you were telling me just before off the air, and I'd like you to bring it bring it out, um, about the origins of the book, meaning, you you know, you, waking up one day and saying, oh, I'll write a, a sort of novel about a 9-11, because setting it up again, it's about one of the hijackers, the 19th hijacker, who was, was factually, we know, historically, in a relationship. There was this, and was somewhat, um, at least based on the record, somewhat uh, torn about this. But tell us the backstory. How'd you, how'd you end up doing this? This is an interesting thing. Yeah, well... Um it really started with the co-chairman of the 9-11 Commission, uh, and uh, he was, I was at lunch with, uh, uh, with him, Lee Hamilton was his name, and yeah, he said sure. that the Commission itself was very interested in one of the 19 hijacker because, as you said, he was the one who uh, at, uh, took the plane down in Shanksville, but was very much in conflict over the mission because of a romantic relationship. So my ears perked up about that. Uh, Lee Hamilton said he'd help me anyway uh, that I uh, wanted if I went forward with the thing. And I quickly found out that all the information about all the perpetrators of 9-11 remained classified because of ongoing uh, legal proceedings at Guantanamo Bay. And so I was very frustrated at this because here was a, a human story of, of somebody who was not just a Nazi in lockstep with uh, Islamic terrorism, but who had got, was kind of a bit weak and got sucked into the whole thing and then was very, con- very much in conflict almost to the end. So I was frustrated not to be able to go, uh, go ahead and, and do this, but I was with the filmmaker Ron Maxwell, um, oh, yeah. A friend of mine uh, did this mm-hmm. epic film about uh, Gettysburg. And he turned to me sure. and said, why don't you do it as a novel? And uh, that's 10 years ago, and full circle, huh. uh, Ron <laughs> Maxwell now has the film rights to uh, to the oh, novel. And, yeah, yeah. And, and apparently uh-huh. is, um, is close to a deal. So we'll we'll see about hmm. that. Well, that's interesting. Again, we're talking with James Reston Jr. He's uh, the author of, I think, close to 20 books. 18 books, I think, is the last number. And uh, we're talking about this book, The 19th Hijacker, published by Republic Book Publishers. Let me pause and ask you a question that came up to me as I'm listening. Uh, Recently, some of the 9-11 surviving or the families said to Joe Biden, don't come if you don't declassify 
a bunch of the information uh, and and even for families it's de- it's classified what what happens in the trajectory of this does it eventually get declassified or is some of it never going to come out well that's a totally you know? different question that's a totally different oh. question what they are after what they suspect is that there was some formal relationship between the Saudi Arabian government and al qaeda and Osama bin Laden that's what they think is in the government uh, archives and and is classified. So that's what their beef is. What what I'm I talking see. about is any information that that uh, had to do with with the actual perpetrators, but especially uh, the one who took the plane down in Shanksville. That anything mm-hmm. having to do with with him remains classified because of these ongoing legal proceedings. All that said, Ed, I. Uh, I don't really think what is classified would be very interesting because obviously, hmm. you know, these guys are all dead and they didn't talk to anybody beforehand and so forth. So that's really what led me into the trajectory. If I wanted hmm. to try to understand what motivates these people, particularly ones who are bent on violence, hmm. uh, it had to be imagined. So that's what I did with the 19th hijack. Hmm. We're talking again, James Reston Jr., author of many books. The book we're talking about is uh, The 19th Hijacker, published by Republic Book Publishers uh, earlier this year, available everywhere you get books. Um, but uh, can I pause and ask you, because I, I saw in list looking at your books, you've written about Christianity and Islam a number of times. And when you watched the new um, spokesman for the Taliban say, yeah, we're going to be fine here. Uh, women are welcome uh, to do whatever they're doing uh, uh, as long as it comports with Sharia law. Are, aren't we headed... I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we should go back to Afghanistan. I'm saying, aren't we going to see uh, the, an Islamic state in Afghanistan? It's going to look... It, it's not exactly going to be a, a, a friendly uh, view, is it? No, not in the least. But the central question for America is whether it becomes a haven again for... Islamic terrorism, terrorism. that would um, right. potentially threaten threaten America. I uh, I think that's where the focus uh, ought to be. You know, the Taliban is what the Taliban is. So we, there's nothing that we mm-hmm. have anything to do about how they shape their new government in the whole thing. But what we we do want to know a great deal about is whether they will invite Al Qaeda back into into being and ISIS and so forth and then if they do and establish uh, bases for uh, international terrorism are we going to know about it and I think we're in a far better position now than we were in 2001 to monitor that kind of activity even in Taliban's Afghanistan that uh, we've got we we understand you know how they operate um but we need to get a real bead on the bad guys themselves and so we you know i can you, you can be sure that from the from the orbits of our uh, our spy satellites and so forth that, that uh, afghanistan is going to be covered like a blanket <laughs> uh, we're talking again with James Reston Jr., uh, author of the book "The Nineteenth Hijacker." Uh, one more question, slightly off topic of the book, but because I'm, I'm interested, you, your your career. I think I know that you were an army guy. You were army in Vietnam, yeah. so all the way through till today. When people say, "Oh, Islamic uh, 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 radical Islam is a threat," 
it feels like it is, I get it, but isn't the communist, sort of the Chinese communist regime now, when we're looking at world threats, they may be allies, by the way, China, the regime is is going to recognize the Taliban first, I guess, but isn't, isn't that almost the larger existential threat today? Well, that's, um, that certainly seems to be the tone of the Biden administration, that they want to move on from Islamic terrorism, want to move away from the the Middle East to focus on China as the, the biggest challenge. I don't know that it's a, it's a threat. Certainly, right. certainly, it's uh, the biggest challenge that America faces now and in, in, in with Biden and 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 beyond uh, Biden. So yes, but uh, it's it's one thing to talk about a small group of people who are bent on international plots that would would harm our citizens, would harm our, our buildings, would uh, mm-hmm. take down our, our cyber security, all that, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's one direct criminal uh, attack on America, usually by a relatively small group of people. A whole nation of, of billions of people. That's a different kind of a geopolitical thing. So I think those two things need to be separated. I see. All right. Um, James Reston Jr., we just got about a minute, a little bit more than a minute left. As we go towards 9-11, and you immersed yourself in this book to the 19th hijacker about uh, one of the hijackers and that, how, how do you see it 20 years later? How, how will you, and now within the greater context, how does, how does it, uh, the, the, the remembering and the commemoration of 9-11 hit you? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a kind of a double-edged sword this, by the anniversary itself being joined with the uh, collapse of Af- Afghanistan. Um, President right. Biden, you know, put September 11th as his date for completely pulling out. That is right. re- really a good thing. But then you have the history of the whole thing about how did it happen? Uh, what motivated the people that that did it, and it's my very very strong belief that that uh, the U.S. Capitol through the Flight 93 thing was extremely extremely in danger of being hit, mm. and if that had mm. happened, uh, 9/11 it would have just been so much worse. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Unfortunately, I got to run. James Reston Jr., the book, I'll put it up on social media. I have it. It's uh, The 19th Hijacker. It's really interesting. Uh, well done, sir, and such a great perspective. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. All the best. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, Here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Everyone from President Biden on down has given breathtaking deference to a small group of unelected, underachieving technocrats who pretend they know better than your and my physician. Patients unlucky enough to end up in a hospital find that their own physicians can't even prescribe them medications due to the senseless guidelines issued by bureaucrats. Yet almost no court has been willing to rule against public health officials, even as they step far beyond their authority. Last summer, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of a moratorium on evictions by private property owners, while meekly mentioning with timorousness that the moratorium should not last forever, maybe. 
As if nothing could get worse than eviction moratoriums, now we're seeing vaccine mandates on the rise. The vaccine mandates have consequences far beyond their dubious impact on public health. A labor shortage has developed into a supply chain crisis, which is restricting access by many Americans to ordinary goods that we need and casting a cloud over upcoming shopping for Christmas. Roughly 20% of truck drivers are unvaccinated, and there's no reason why such a job should force any vaccine mandates. Their contact with others is minimal, as many truck drivers ordinarily sleep in their own rigs during their long trips. The cross-border truck traffic between the United States and Canada is an essential part of keeping goods flowing. A rise in vacant truck jobs could skyrocket as the vaccine mandate comes down against the trucking industry, thereby worsening the supply chain problems. Before the White House or anyone else starts throwing their spin on the supply chain crisis, let me make one thing very clear. This crisis is not an earthquake or a tornado. It's not some act of God that came out of nowhere. America's problems with the supply chain are a direct result of poor leadership by liberal politicians at every level. They made the choice to incentivize people not to work, which shockingly enough made people not want to come back to work. No matter what the political bigwigs try to tell you, the buck still stops with them when it comes to the supply chain. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find alerts and strategies for strengthening our economy and standing against socialism. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Well, if you're like my kids... You don't want to hear any talk of uh, Christmas this early. My kids have a, 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 a an informal rule that they don't want to hear Christmas music until after Thanksgiving, but they don't even want to talk about Christmas stuff like shopping and all until December turns, no matter what. So this is their rule. I don't know why my kids decide to have this rule, but that's uh, where they are. So, But I'm breaking that rule. I'm breaking that rule right now because I want to tell you about a very cool opportunity. If you go to uh, phyllisschlafly.com, I'll put it up on social media. There's a link there, and there we have a Christmas sale going on. Now, What's very cool about Phyllis Schlafly, the late Phyllis Schlafly, I mean, not just very cool about her. She was an amazing lady. But what is amazing, one of the amazing things about her is she was an incredible writer. And so we have already published volume after volume of her books. We call them Phyllis Schlafly Speaks. And you got on, on patents, on pro-life, on Donald Trump. Uh, all there. And again, you go to this website, you can follow this. Also, there's um, the first reader, very popular. Phyllis Schlafly wrote a reading manual for children to read back in the day. I don't know, about 15, 20 years ago. It's very popular these days. It's called the first reader. And there's a first reader workbook. Uh, you can find that there. You can also, there's tote bags, Phyllis uh, Schlafly tote bags, leather uh, pad, pad folio. We actually have a copy. Uh, the other day, you may remember, I appeared on Larry Elder. Um, 
uh, radio show. And in the midst of all the different kind of appearance I made, I have acquired over the years some of the key books of folks uh, like Larry Elder. His book is a lot like me at tw- uh, out in 2018 in paperback about his relationship with his father. Phenomenal book. You buy that there. We've got some uh, uh, David Horowitz books, autographed uh, books that are around. We also have uh, Brian Kilmeade, uh, his book, uh, Thomas Jefferson and the Tripoli Pilots. Pilots. Pirates. If you uh, are upset they took down Thomas Jefferson's uh, uh, statue up in New York City, here's a chance. This is a great history. Anyway, all of this is at this website. You can go there and check it out. Lots of books, including my uh, my uh, comic, excuse me, coloring books, Can't Trump This Covfefe. There's a Christmas version. Uh, the, most, the, the best book I can recommend, really important for you to read, is Phyllis Schlafly's book, A Choice, Not an Echo, which she updated in 2014. It was a, a runaway uh, multi, sold I think almost 2.5 million copies in 1964. Well, all those years later, uh, um, 50 years later, she published an updated version and it gives you the best description of what's going on behind the scenes in the Republican Party and why it's so important to do that. So check it out. If you go, there's lots of gifts. About, oh, I want to meant to mention, there's also called the Turbo Reader. Phyllis, when she did the uh, first reader, she then did a, a Turbo Reader, which allowed people to uh, uh, a different level of reading you can get there. So another favorite of mine is Who Killed the American Family? Uh, extraordinary book written in 2014. You should get that. And then one last one I'll finish on. It's called The Supremacist. And it's uh, Phyllis writing about the importance, the tyranny of judges and how to stop it, the importance of the fight over judges. So a lot there. If you go, again, for Christmas, all these books, there's no supply chain problems. <laughs> there's no issues. You can sign uh, buy these books now. We'll get them to you. In just a few days, you'll get them for Christmas, and there really is something for everybody. If you have somebody that loves the pro-life movement, there's really nothing like uh, Volume 3 of Phyllis Schlafly Speaks. It's called, its subtitle is How the Republican Party Became Pro-Life, and it marches through how Phyllis Schlafly was able uh, to um, shape the platform of the Republican Party. It's an extraordinary history. It's got a description of, uh, of, of tactics to get it done. It's got description of the people that were against it. It's really great. Um, another book, by the way, that I recommend uh, to you is uh, if you have somebody who is a young person who's interested in being a speaker uh, and uh, speaking professionally, we put together, in fact, Phyllis picked this out before she died. The very first volume of her uh, writings is called Phyllis Shafley Speaks, Volume 1, Her Favorite Speeches. She pulled out a set of her favorite speeches, and we published them. And they're on every subject. They're on the military. They're on life issues. They're on patents. They're on the, uh, the um, economy uh, education, uh, one of her favorite topics, of course, the Constitution. She writes on that uh, in there. So that's a great one. And I, I've actually given that book uh, quite a few times to young people, our collegians uh, or someone that I know that just is interested in politics and policy uh, to show um, she Phyllis Schlafly was a writer her whole life. And she attributed the fact that she could write, uh, that she wrote well and worked hard at it to helping her think clearly. You, you cannot be a loose thinker if you're writing all the time. You cannot, you just can't do it. 
And so she attributed that. And she wrote an extraordinary amount uh, in her long life. In fact, if you go to phyllisschlafly.com, you can see the button for the, uh, for the sale. But also, I'd recommend that you go there and you can look at her Phyllis Schlafly reports. Uh, she wrote so many um, essays, so many columns, and so many uh, reports. They called her PS Reports. It was a monthly report. I- I- incredible uh, discipline, incredible cl- uh, clarity. And as I often tell people, I can go back and look over the 50-year period where she was writing so frequently. I can go back and look, and I can track down almost any topic, uh, anything that was you know in the news she had written about uh, in some way. And her take is almost always... Uh, not just, it's not that it's unique. She didn't do things just to make it different, but it was, um, she had a way of seeing things, uh, that was different than most people. And so you could go and figure that out. So phyllisschlafly.com to find out more. And, uh, you want to sign on and you want to uh, pick up some gifts. And by the way, the proceeds go, of course, to our work, uh, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. So it supports us there. All right. So there's some Christmas gifts. If you need a gift to thank uh, Noah Dingley, our great producer, you can go there or Joanna Spilger, our great, uh, assistant producer who helps book these guests go there and get them a gift you can do it there so uh, more of that on social media thank you for listening we will be back uh, tomorrow it's ed martin here on a pro america report talk to you then this is the pro america report on the answer san diego three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver for the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.